This week's episode of the Living Strong Podcast is brought to you by Canadian Protein. Are you guys tired of spending so much money on your supplements and not getting the best quality out there? Well, Canadian Protein has changed the game. They offer the best quality in supplements and in protein, all in bulk packaging and at a fraction of the price. I've been using their plant-based protein for months now. It's the best tasting protein I've ever had. They have so many different flavors and it's not at all chalky. If you guys want to get your hands on some Canadian protein supplements, head on over to canadianprotein.com and use code LIVINGSTRONGPOD at checkout for 10% off your first order. You are listening to the Living Strong Podcast. It is a movement to show that anyone out there in the world has the potential to become their best self and reach any goal they put their mind and heart to. Every week we'll be in your ears giving you tips, tricks and stories that will get you off the couch and turn your life around. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong Podcast. This week we sit down and discuss with Akash Gar, a professor, chiropractor and OCR racer. He's not just any OCR racer, he loves the ultras, the long distance stuff, the stuff that people think are crazy for people to do. Uh, so we discuss that about him. We, we discuss how he uh, manages his two uh, career jobs plus uh, uh, the the training that is needed to run these crazy races. So it's a really interesting podcast, and he has a lot of insight on people uh, for people who want to get into the OCR world or just training and get off their couch and start living a better life. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong Podcast. This week I got an OCR athlete, Akash Garge, with us. He is an actual ultra OCR athlete. And an awesome uh, guy. I've uh, followed him now. It's a couple of weeks. We got in contact uh, from uh, John's podcast. And uh, looking at, at all his photos and everything, it's really inspiring. So I'm so happy I get the chance to talk with him today. Akash, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure. Uh, anytime. So uh, Akash, can you give us a, a bit of a background about yourself? Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, currently... I run way too much and work too hard. Uh, I'm a <laughs> professor uh, at a community college and a chiropractor as well, but uh, I enjoy it all. Uh, I, it's, it's been great. And uh, all of this with running has actually inspired me to do more, not less. It's kind of weird with the other aspects of my life, not even just running. It's really cool. Cool. So uh, we're, so you said chiropractor and professor, what, what's the, <clears throat> what are you a professor for at the, um... Actually, at the community college, I'm a professor for anatomy and physiology mostly, but I teach uh, also biology and chemistry once in a while. If I could avoid doing the chemistry, I'd be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I would like you as a teacher. Uh, So how did you you get into OCR and all that? What what led you to the path of obstacle course racing? Honestly, years ago, I think it was 2015 or something, there was a uh, local race, a uh, little mud run race in Greenville. It was a 5K. It was a team race, and some people got me to do it. I'm like, you know what? The heck with it. Let me try this. And it was a co-ed team. We didn't expect to do anything. We we podiumed, and I'm like, this is great. Oh, wow. <laughs> maybe maybe it's something I can do. Um, it just got me interested in looking at the sport. And then I went further and looked at some of these other races. I, I, I think the next race I actually did was, it's not even around anymore, but um, the Superhero Scramble, I, 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 that was the name of it, but it's, it's not even around anymore, but I love that race. I just, I just remember that in, in Winsboro. <laughs> cool. cool. And were you always active before you, you started racing or was like uh, you were just an, an okay athletic kind of guy? In high school, I, I, I naturally played sports, but um when i went to college not that this is wrong by any means uh the culture i was kind of brought up and academics were very much first and i wasn't playing for like duke or unc playing basketball or something crazy like that That wasn't going to be happening so uh being north carolina you know we we love basketball but yeah uh so kind of took a lull actually from athletics for a while and focused mostly on uh academics for quite a bit and then went to grad school and I just, I felt like I was out of shape. So I started to get back into it. And on a whim, really, I started taking up boxing, which was kind of random. 
Okay. And I was really good at it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if it was that I was stubborn or I just didn't care anymore because I was beating up my head with all the books. Maybe I need to do something else. So it, it was good. It got me back in shape. That was, that was a little different time, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. So how long did you, did you stick with the boxing and how far did oh, you go with the only boxing? Only about a year and a half. After a year and a half, I got tired. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it, was, it was difficult to be in graduate school and uh, handle that in a way that I was going to help myself. I actually, uh, I got hurt one time really bad. Like I got, I, I kept getting up and they said, you should have just stayed down, but I just kept getting up. So uh, rocky, after that, I kind of learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, except he won. I kind of, I kind of just took the hit. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, after the boxing, you just kept up uh, working out, uh, running and stuff on, on a regular basis? Uh, for, the, for, the, for the most part, I would say I was a good runner. I didn't really pay attention to the gym until uh, I actually put on some weight too. I think when I opened my practice, I got really stressed and yeah, I, I, I ballooned up a little bit and then finally realized I'd like to lose some of this. And I think that's where really OCR kind of came into play. It gave me an outlet to kind of achieve different goals. I sat there and said, you know what? I want to do better at this, so I need to get in better shape again. So, I mean, that was that I was I would say I was always involved in athletics, but more like that casual intramural setting or flag football on the weekends yeah. kind of thing, and then it got serious again. Cool. So, I'm guessing the way you're you're talking about the health and fitness and the fact that you're a chiropractor and all that, you do believe health and fitness it plays a big part in everybody's day-to-day uh, -day life. Absolutely. In fact, I mean, I would say I'm a bit of a nut about it, but even when I talk to patients or I even talk to students, some students even ask me, they say, Dr. Gark, I saw you do this race. Where, where, where was it? How to go and all this. And they ask me some things. I'm like, guys, anyone can do it. If my old butt can get out there and still do this, I'm very sure you guys can too. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of it's just what we eat and drink. It's crazy. Yeah. And <clears throat> so – uh, did you always have that? Because you mentioned that when you were in when you're in school, it's more of a, um, um, a mentality of the books, of the studies, and everything. But that mentality of uh, keeping yourself healthy and being uh, being fit and eating the right foods and uh, ec even exercising for five minutes a day just to keep that blood flowing was that always in be behind your head? Was that always something that you were looking at in the bigger picture? I have to be honest, when I was in graduate school, heck no. I was more worried of how to stay awake. I had every energy drink on the planet. I ate horrible. Um, I was bad. I was really bad while I was in school. But after school, yeah, I, I got back to to where I would say, like, yeah, I really worked on myself to make sure I'm fine. And even today, I'm, I even tell my students, it's like, it's okay for y'all to cheat a little bit, but daggone it, we need to do better than what I did. Like, I'm telling you, it's like, well, well, it's it's cool to see that you're saying that it was such a, a, a bad time, let's say, in your life for health and fitness. But to, to look at it now to where you are from where you were is pretty uh, is a crazy trajectory. And, and the fact that oh. it, it really shows that anyone, no matter what their circumstances, could uh, get back into health, get back into fitness. and Absolutely. I think in anyone's circumstance, they can. And it, it, it really is nice to see <laughs> – well, when I look at some of these OCR events, you see some people that are pushing their means to their own body. Like you'll, you'll have a guy that's a, maybe two, 300 pounds and really way out of shape and he's still doing it. He's yeah. still finishing. And that I'm like, go you. I wish yeah. I, I could do that. Sometimes I'm looking at him like, whoa, I yeah. wish I could be that inspired of myself to keep pushing like that. Like worst weather ever. No, I'm going to get it done. Well, well, good. I'm complaining about the cold. <laughs> like yeah. we're doing great. <laughs> so, how would um, you describe? Because you said you did boxing for a year and a half, and boxing is a very uh, rigorous sport for training and all that. I've done a bit of boxing. My uh, sister's boyfriend is a boxer, so I see it on a daily. The the amount of work that he puts into it, and the nutrition and everything plays a big part of it. How would you 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 say the training for boxing and the training for OCR is? somewhat similar and somewhat different discipline definitely the same there's no question and uh uh you, you must be disciplined to carry out whatever the work arts are and, and and get those goals done i have to be sincere though i was very focused on short bursts spastic movement when i was boxing now that with these ultra OCRs, which for some reason I, I like the distance. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I know I'm crazy. Like everyone's like, 
oh, they shortened the races. I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And they're like, are you serious? Like, I hate it. But anyway, um, with, with, with these ultras, it, it started to become more of a, a thing of understanding what the body needed in terms of nutrition was extremely important. And also the types of exercises. My God, I couldn't just go into the gym and just hit the weights like a bodybuilder. I literally had to sit there and start to focus. Now, now my focus is more on even stretching and such. I never thought I'd be so adamant about yoga and things yeah. like that. I used to make fun of it, to be honest with you. I was boxing. I was like, who needs this? You know, what, <laughs> what the heck is this crap? But now I'm like, wow, it makes a difference in, in what I'm doing. But I do think with both schools of thought, whether you're doing explosive movements, like even CrossFit is explosive, boxing explosive, you're those kind of movements are asking you to have different muscles, muscle fibers going versus uh, anything long distance. Yeah, there's going to be a change, but they both require such discipline. It's not that one requires more or less. It's, it's just different, I would yeah. say. So what, what would be a, a typical uh, day in your life of training? Like what would, how, what does training? training look like? Yeah. Oh, well, if I'm not having to come in early to grade tests, <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would get like a, just some cardio in, in the mornings now. Uh, depending on the weather, I love to run outside. I try to get six to eight miles uh, nice. with my first session of cardio, just whatever. And then hurriedly come back to work, uh, do thing. And then after work, I was the type of guy that I still do this. I try to get to the gym for weights for about 40 minutes of weights every day. Okay. And then I would focus on different types of cardio afterwards, whether it would be um, interval training, hill sprints, or just a long distance run. I do try to focus more now on hills because I find that that is a challenge for me on some of these mountain courses that I feel I'm losing pace when I shouldn't be. Like I, I would say that I focus more on hill repeats and, 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 and a little bit of mountain work. So you do, do, you do, do, well, you do, do two runs a day. So one in the morning and most, and some, I do try to, Absolutely. so what's your, what's your kilometers like, uh, um, like a week? During the week? Or, or miles, sorry. Miles. Oh, oh, you're fine. <laughs> we yeah. can't help it. <laughs> um, uh, on non-race weeks, uh, I get to have my long run on the weekend where I kind of go a little bit crazy. Um, and then on Sunday would be like a, a bit of a recovery run. So on those weeks, I, I would easily say 50-plus miles easy in nice. those weeks, maybe, maybe 60. Uh, the race weeks, like this week, I will be honest, I guess uh, I'm tapering a bit, but I'm going to cut it down to uh, some five to six in the morning and only three to five in the evening. I, I don't want to hurt myself or overextend. I, I did that a lot last year. I really did overextend myself too much. Yeah. So you mentioned your first race was in 2015. When were you introduced to Spartan and the world? Of 2017. Okay. I actually did not uh, really know about Spartan until much later. And then uh, that was actually a friend of mine had introduced me to that too. He's like, you should try this. And the first race I did was the Asheville Super, which that year was a national series race. Had no idea. It was considered like this most brutal race. And I'm just plugging along and I get done. <laughs> and like, I'm so happy that I did this. I did well. And everyone's like, are you psycho? This was the hardest thing we've ever done in this kind of race. I was like, what? <laughs> totally enjoyed it though. <laughs> awesome. As long as you enjoyed it. So uh, how many, uh, so 2017, when was the first ultra since now you do ultra distances? My first ultra was in 2018. So a year uh, I only did, yeah, I only did three races in 2017. And then in 2018, um, I ran the Tahoe Ultra Open because it was at the World Championship yeah. venue. And I was like, I got to do it. I yeah. just, it was one of those uh, kind of bucket list kind of things. And I did very well. And uh, that's when I thought that maybe I should think about this a little more serious. And I started to really amp up everything that I was doing. So that was the, that, that race was your, uh, your turning point in your training Absolutely. and your nutrition and all that. Absolutely. I actually started to take it serious in terms of OCR, not just general wellness. Like yeah. uh, what specifically yeah. can I get better for OCR? Cool. Cool. And um, so 2018 first ultra. And now how many ultras do you do average? Like what was your, how many ultras did you do in 2019? Uh, at least 10. Oh, wow. Uh, this year I have uh, eight to 10 Spartans. I think five. Oh, I'm sorry, 10 bone frogs as well. And if, if we have tough mutter back, I definitely am doing world's toughest again. I love, I love tough mutter, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's fun. Wow. That's crazy. How the hell do you have all the time to do that? 
No, the ultras I love. Like, I, I actually <laughs> like the suffering. You don't understand. Like, I, I really do sit there like, I don't care if you're tired. I'm going to keep going. I don't that's know what's wrong awesome. with you. <laughs> that's really, really, no, there's nothing wrong with you. That's, that's really good. It's, it's uh, like uh, my mouth's on, my jaw's to the ground because you mentioned, you, you mentioned professor, chiropractor, and the training, the, the, the rigorous training that you have to do, especially for ultras, because I'm, I'm nowhere, I'm, I want to do an ultra one day, but I'm, I'm not there yet at, at, uh, in my mindset. I'm looking right now to, to start doing at least two to three trifectas a year. So that's my that's goal awesome. now. And then eventually jump into uh, maybe an ultra. Because uh, for me, you tell me to go run an ultra uh, marathon without obstacles, eh, not, not too crazy. But tell me to go run an ultra marathon with Spart a Spartan Ultra, I'm, I'm all in. Absolutely. Yeah. If I, I can't, honestly, I can't run a marathon happily. I could probably <laughs> run it and do okay. I'd just say I wouldn't be happy doing it. It wouldn't be like, oh, great, we're running today. I, yeah. I, I can't do that. <laughs> It's cool that how, how we're, and I think a lot of OCR athletes are, are that way. Uh, exactly. We enjoy to run, we enjoy to lift heavy things, we enjoy to pull heavy things. And uh, the fact that this sport combines all three of those aspects and as well as incline and uh, the mountains and just being outside in nature, it's just, it's an amazing sport. Uh, I, I love it. It changed my life, honestly. Um, so how would you balance your, your life? So like, I'm guessing you said you have a race this weekend. Uh, yes. So with the traveling too and all that, how do you balance uh, your work, your, your practice and all that? I've been, I've been very fortunate. I, I will be sincere. There's some things that I guess work out the way they're supposed to. Uh, I got promoted recently to a full-time professor at the college and uh, that, that it's been a blessing. They also have been able to work with my schedule so that I can travel. Cool. Um, and that's kind of one of those things you wouldn't expect to happen. I do have to see patients by appointment, but I don't mind that. And um, most of my patients don't mind that either. It works better for them. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, I know exactly what time I'm coming in each week. So that makes it a little bit easier. But uh, in terms of extra hours in the day, I would have to say that I really try to make sure I don't have too many. I do want to make sure I have time to rest and relax. But even that, I kind of have to sit there and plan that, yes, I'm going to spend this amount of time to kind of just have my time for a little bit. Yeah, makes sense. It's it's a it's a grueling sport, especially to train and like you were mentioning, and the fact that you do do it in two separate AM and a PM. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm starting that action now with my new program that I'm starting. I started it today. Yeah, that five week one. I saw the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a AM and a PM workout. The PM is is a run. The AM is more of a uh, intense uh, hit style, uh, some some heavy lifting and all that too. So it's 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 for me to to burn some fat for the next five weeks, and then I'm gonna start my training for my uh, my Spartans, which start uh, in May. Yeah, my first one's in May. That's awesome. My, my season is a bit later than yours, but we're we're getting. No, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, so why did you become a chiropractor? What what was it about that profession that uh, made you want to pursue it? I, I love the idea. Well, first of all, helping people is one thing. There, there's one thing behind it. I did really like the uh, aspects of using holistic medicine in terms of an approach to healing people and. Frankly, I didn't really believe in it, even 100%, even when I first started school with it. I'm not going to act like I, I believed in it, but until somebody started to work on me. And I really started to see improvements in, in just my, uh, my ability to run, just even my athleticism was better. And frankly, I felt like I had a better clarity of thought. And that sounds so weird, but until you experience it, it's kind of different. And I, um, But that was my biggest thing with that. It, it really was that it allowed me to really work on people in a way that was non-invasive so they could see results fairly quickly. And uh, most people were very happy with what they saw. So, so it made a difference in terms of how I thought of the body as well as what it can and can't do and what I could do as a provider too. That's really cool. Really cool. And uh, the prof becoming a professor after that was just a, a side, side thing that you wanted to try? Or was it was actually funny. Um, I'll be sincere. I used to bartend forever ago. Uh, uh, and I was just tended bar and apparently the department head at the time heard a customer say, gosh, when are you going to use all those pieces of paper you have? 
And I said, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, finish up this and get through my, uh, my board exams. And I will. And then somebody spoke up, what pieces of paper could you possibly have? And I listed them. <laughs> and he goes, you want a job? Go, what? <laughs> so it got me the interview. Yeah. And then, you know, from there it carried on. I've actually been teaching since, uh, 2007 and I, wow. I really enjoy it. Like, uh, it's, it's been, when I first went to school in college, I think you would not expect me to say, I hope I become a professor one day. That would have never come out of my mouth. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad things have worked out in that way. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Good for you. I'm happy that you're working. <laughs> yeah, and and you, you, make it, <laughs> you make it sound that uh, even, even though before you were joking around that you're so busy and everything, but it sounds like you're happy with what everything, what everything you're doing Absolutely. in your life right now. And that's one thing that the listeners should take away that you're living the life of your dreams, even though it might be hectic, even though it might be a lot of work, a lot of training and all that. At the end of the day, you go to bed with a smile on your face, right? So Absolutely. that's so important. I don't know if you find that important as well, right? Oh, no, no, no. If I wasn't happy, I wouldn't still be doing all this. I'd exactly. find something else. Exactly. Uh, so what would be, uh, now we're going to jump back into the racing and all that. What would be your most uh, favorite uh, race or OCR experience? Actually, a lot. There's been a couple. You There's a couple. The that one that, go, yeah. Oh, that's fine. We, we could uh, do a top three. Let's do a top yeah, three. That, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. Uh, I, guess, I guess maybe the most meaningful one would be um, that very first ultra I did in Tahoe. I, uh, my dad accompanied me to that race. He oh, accompanies nice. me to a lot of, a lot cool. of races. Uh, he says he's my coach. I think he's, he beats me more than coaches me, but you know, it'll, it, it'll work. It's like, just keep going. Okay. I got it. You know, it's fine. But, um, that race, uh, I didn't realize it was really two laps. And the first lap I got done in something like four hours. Like it was a good pace. Like it was a really good pace. And I remember, uh, and my dad's not athletic at all, but I was coming around to, uh, the transition area and there's like one or two obstacles left. And my dad and as hard as he possibly could uh, to keep up with me uh, and just uh, cheered me on the whole time as I was going into the transition. And when he started to kind of fade and not keep up, he's like, I'll see you at the transition. I ran in there. We had this big old bag of everything. We didn't know what to pack. I just put everything in this big old cooler bag and had no idea what to do. And honestly, I didn't need any of it. I probably could have just gone with his blessing. Like he was it to see him do his best to keep up with me and keep moving with, that's all I needed. And yeah. uh, we ended up doing really well. I think I got second or third. It was the open. It wasn't the, the you know, the competitive stuff. And um, it was fine. But I sat there and I was like, that was, that was huge. And also I think it also showed my dad that uh, uh, I, I, different families are, are quite different, but I do know for the most part, some of, Indian families are very stressful on academics and such. And yeah. it was so nice to see my dad see that I was happy doing something a little different, but it was nice to have his backing and support during that. It's kind of tough to change people's stars, I guess. And sure. it was nice to see that he was willing to see that. That's really cool. So that would be one. Yeah. What about uh, another? No, let's see. Actually this past year I had a, had a great one. Um, uh, I got my first uh, Tough Mudder podium. Oh, nice. Uh, this year, I got at toughest, I got a third, and at um, uh, single uh, individual, I got a third. And later that year, I ran with Evan Peppers, who's a beast. The man's a, a beast. Um, he actually called me up. He said, Do you want to run team for Vegas just to turn some laps? I'm like, Sure, buddy. Like, this, this sounds great. And we got first in that one. I just, I find myself like a, with that particular race company. I just love that they're saying they're saying go as long as you can, as hard as you can and see where it ends up and absolutely love it. And then, uh, with bone frog there, that was my first elite podium. So it will always wow. have special meaning to me. I did not know I was running elite. I think I accidentally signed up for that. <laughs> they said they gave me the band and I'm like, what is this? They're like, I'll go ahead. I'm like, all right, screw it. I don't care. I'm going to just try this at this point. I really, I don't care. I'm just yeah. trying to finish. And I just kept running and it worked out. Uh, they're a company that they, they do really well. It was a lot of fun. Their obstacles are different. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah so, those would be my top three, kind of. Cool. So do you still run? Well, you're mentioning uh, for sure you're doing Spartans. You're doing Bone Frogs, and if Tough yeah. Mudder comes uh, comes back into play, you're going to be doing some Tough Mudders. Do you do any other? Um... I try to. 
I don't put them heavily on my schedule, but if there's a savage or a rugged maniac near me, yeah, I'll well, go. Like well, it's well, one of those. Like if I have a free weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the effort to get out there. Cool. And so if you have a free weekend, so does that mean like almost every weekend, every second weekend, you're at a race? Or last year I ran way too much. How this many? year I shoot. It was fifty six. 55, 56 Spartans. Wow. I ran five elite bone frogs and I think four tough motors. Three three were uh, distance. Uh, two toughest, one world's toughest. Wow. Yeah, that was too much. And I actually got hurt last year. It was my first year that I really sustained a significant injury. And that's why I told myself this year, I might not be running as many races. I'm still running like 40. So it's not like I'm not running, but most of them are for distance. Um, For for me, that stop-go between different days hurt me much more than just running my butt off and then taking two days and then getting back to it again. Uh, Running, like I I did something silly this past year. I ran the Dallas Ultra followed by the Dallas Beast on Sunday and the Sprint on Sunday. I did. Oh, my God. uh, I I was hurt. Like that one, I was like, this is just a little too much. What was I thinking? I wasn't upset at myself, but at the time, I was like, this is just, you know, I'm pushing a little bit hard. Um, but that Ultra did teach me to be in the age group from now on. Like, I, I did very, very well at that Dallas Ultra. And I was like, the heck with it. I'm just going to run age group from now on, at least with Spartan. Yeah. yeah. Well, age group is is pretty – like, I'm starting to run age group. It's my first year running age group. That's I, awesome. I really, yeah, I realized <clears throat> last year – yeah, uh, I was running opens, and I'm like, ah, I'm like, I, I could, I could run age group. Uh, I feel yeah, like, there, you feel like you're just as competitive. Yeah, and, yeah. And you have an honest chance. You might yeah. have to run a clean race, just like I do. I have to run a completely yeah. clean race. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I have to. I would have to run a completely <laughs> clean race there. Uh, the damn spear might screw that, but oh god, yeah, that that that's one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of plant, of building a spear throw in my backyard because uh, you got to have it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So those that's a lot of races. Uh. How. Uh, how do you, you, you manage all of that, like the, the logistics of that, the traveling, because they're not always in your, in your backyard, right? Yes. I, I'm really fortunate that uh, I've got a, a few sponsors and ambassadorships that have been very helpful for that. Um, okay. that, that makes it much easier to be able to travel. Um, otherwise, yes, that would be very difficult. Um, but at the same time, I also make sure that uh, this is a, a large part of my life. So I make sure that I do have the means to do those things. It might yeah. have to be, I cut out a night out or two, but yeah, it, it helps to make sure it's okay. That, that makes complete sense. So what kind of uh, sponsors and ambassador programs are you part of? Um, uh, right now I'm really with frog fuel uh, has taken very good care of me. And honestly, I love I, Every one of the products I have, I actually like, use, love. Like, I abuse probably some of it. If they keep giving it to me, I'll use it. I, I jokingly tell for the frog field guys while I'm racing, like, uh, they're, they're at a lot of the bone frogs. I'm like, just keep tossing me those things, man. I'll just keep drinking them while I go. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but uh, I use them for a lot of my supplementation. And uh, Wad and Done has done so much for my hands. It's silly for those people that have terrible calluses. It's amazing. Yeah, I, it, it sounds weird. I didn't believe it, man. I, I mean, it works. It, oh, it's yeah. so weird. Um, I know a lot of CrossFit people were familiar with it. I, I don't know if a lot of OCR people are, but it, but, but it is so. a little different. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Caterpie, their laces are nice for ultra people because, like, uh, the way they're made, you can pop out some of the uh, beads, if you yeah. will, and loosen the shoe without without losing time. You don't have to really relace the shoe. Yeah. that that's so good for the for ultras but and do you find do you find the that the one thing i i wanted to, to try that caterpillar and the only thing i i i stopped myself is because you're popping out yeah you find while running that it, would it ever pop out while running or it's a real- i haven't had that happen yet i've had a friend honestly had that happen but then they um they went and kind of made just a simple one tie Kind of like yeah. not a full, like as if they tie the shoe, but just like one knot. I think it's like, I never had trouble with that. I was like, I've never had that happen. But of course, I have slightly narrow feet. Like they're not, exactly. I don't have like stupid wide feet. So maybe I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, dude, they're, I, I think they're great for 
people running ultras because my feet swell. Yeah, like over sure. time they start to for swell sure. and then you have to adjust on the fly. And sometimes you don't think properly when you run those long distances. I don't think, uh, I mean, you start to lose <laughs> train a <yeah>. lot, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So frog, I, uh, caterpie, any other, uh, yeah. Uh, I use salming shoes. I'm oh, really nice. excited this year. Um, salming, they're coming out with a new, uh, trail shoe that is going to be awesome. And honestly, this sounds kind of, greedy on my part but they signed uh uh vj jones and ian hosick i can't wait to run with these guys like i know they're going to sure. dust me on these sprints and supers and stuff i'm going to try to convince them hey would you guys do an ultra just one time so i can see <laughs> if i'm even close to y'all just, just uh, do it because we're all the same team you all can do it for fun i mean i'll take it serious but they, yeah. they can do it for fun oh <laughs> um, uh let's see or anyone else there oh um Gooder sunglasses and hop white socks. Hop white, oh, cool. their compression's awesome, but Gooder, they're just fun. Like I, I'll be honest, there's hop white compression ones though. For long distance, you might know this too. Training for your trifectors and stuff. When you get to a beast, you start to get those calf cramps. Yeah. I just like hop white socks. Other people like different ones. I just really like their compression socks. They're easy to get off after they're muddy. That's yeah. really the reason I love them. <laughs> I have. I actually. The first, the only, I only have one pair of uh, compression socks that I run with uh, from the uh, for Spartans, and it was because uh, on my first Spartan race I forgot my my running socks with me. So you I'm have like, to have something. I, yeah, so I'm like, Damn. so I went to the closest store and I just I, I saw these on discount and I got them, and then I, I haven't changed them, but I, I really want to try the the Hoplite because I've heard so so many good things about them. Oh, they're they're a great color. They're, like the, the gear I use is always. It's stuff I use. That's yeah. what I always tell people. I was like, I'm not going to put something out there I don't use. Exactly. But I do remember my first race. I had on a pair of sneakers that didn't have any grip on them. Oh, yeah. I had some janky socks. <laughs> I, mean, I think I had basketball shorts. I mean, you know, nobody actually runs their <laughs> no. first race in real gear. No. So you look like a goofball and you just try to get through. I mean, it's great. But that, yes, that's why I do appreciate the gear I have now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. And that's really cool that you have, uh, I would call it like a family of companies behind you supporting you to do what you, oh, what you love. Absolutely. It makes really. it a little bit more fun too. Cause, um, when you see them out or if you see someone else, honestly, with that product, you can actually say, how are they doing for you? And it's nice to hear people really talk about it and, and mean what they say. It's like, yeah. that's cool. I mean, like you really, uh, of course, I, I want to be the one passing them when I say it, but you know, how, how are your hoplites? Great. <laughs> Just keep yeah. running. <laughs> but it is kind of nice to hear people doing well with them. That's really, really cool. And do you do, because uh, when I spoke with uh, John, he's also uh, has a couple of ambassador programs and all that. And what he does sometimes is he uh, helps them at their, their boots uh, at the races. Do you do that? As Absolutely. Well? Whatever cool. we can get away with in terms of being <clears throat> able to actually support something you care about. It's the easiest sell in the world. I never thought I would be like, I'm not a, I'm not a salesman. I'm not at all. But when you really care about something, it's like, I actually use this. You really should try this. Yeah, it's like, sure. please do. You'll enjoy it. And, and most people actually are really responsive because they're like, well, they're not lying to me. They're, they just, they're, it's on their feet right now. Yeah. It's like they're eating this. They're drinking it. It's yeah, neat. that's really, really cool. Really cool. So, uh, how, how do you prepare yourself for an ultra? What's, what goes through your mindset the day before the two days before? How does it, what's I'll, I'll be honest. My, my mindset really starts the, um, I actually, I, I get pretty funny a week before all my friends and family really know this, like, uh, that Sunday before a race, uh, let's say it was Saturday for an ultra or whatever. Um, anything past 25 miles, I kind of consider towards that ultra yeah, range, like, sure. like that, that I need to prep a little differently. I'm eating the right kinds of carbs, not just carbs. I have to tell my friends that I'm not eating cake all the time, which I wish oh, I could. Sure. That'd yeah. be wonderful. But um, I, I definitely fuel up the whole week um, really heavy uh, to make sure I'm okay. I actually try to, I, some people think I'm crazy, but try to gain like three pounds. Um, Makes sense. I understand some, the theory behind that though. I would yeah. And some people lose different amounts of weight. I've just found that after an ultra, I'm usually about, three to four pounds lighter than when I started, whether it's water, whatever it is, I just want to make sure it's there. Yeah. And then, um, my biggest thing is the tapering. I'm learning to still do properly. Um, I've actually asked advice from other ultra athletes in the sense of how much are you cutting down on your running? How much are you cutting down your lifting? And a lot of them actually have similar thoughts that you actually don't cut it out. 
you no. just really reduce intensity to, to you're still there. You're just yeah. not, not killing yourself at all. Yeah, That's been sure. the biggest challenge. And then of course I'm the worst. I'm a bit of a procrastinator. I still pack two days before. I, 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 I know I am <laughs> the worst. Like I, at least two days. Some people it's the day before. <laughs> I am abusing the laundromat. Like I'm saying, are these shoes dirty for the last race? Screw it. Just throw them in. I don't care if they smell like like crap with the mud or whatever. Socks, everything. It's all in there. I don't care. And what's sad is when you find, I know you're guilty of it too. Um, when you wash your clothes and you're guilty to find the uh, old mustard pack, yeah, or uh, or your frog fuel nutrition is like in the in the in the laundry now because you didn't take it out yeah, after yeah. the race. A hundred percent, a hundred percent guilty, <laughs> guilty of charge. Um, so you 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 just spoke about uh, tapering, and we spoke a bit about it before. Now, in my mind, thinking of all the races you do and all that, are you always practically tapering, or is there, there how how do you how does that work? Um, a lot. Of, uh, I will always taper for ultras, and I hate to. I am not trying to insult uh, shorter races by any means, because a lot of these shorter race athletes are so explosive. I can't do it. I can't do what you guys do on these short races. I just don't have the top speed and explosiveness. But I do kind of treat some of those races that are ten miles and less as just an average day. I, I actually. My father uh, got a little upset with me one time. He came in with me to a race. Uh, we were, I think, in uh, somewhere in Texas, wherever. And uh, I decided to go to the gym, like when we landed, and then go to rest. And he's like, you have a race tomorrow. I'm like, it's, it's a sprint. Um, yeah. For you, it's I, like a training. It's a training I, day. I hate to say it. I, I feel really bad. Um, I really enjoy them. Thoroughly yeah. enjoy it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But I'm one of those guys. I don't warm up to like mile two. Like my legs still feel cold. And, and so, I mean, um, I do have, I, I have issues of needing to learn how to warm up and, and starting to, uh, I guess, be more ready for these shorter races. But yeah, I mean, I don't consider those tapering weeks or weeks that I have to really worry for race purchase, yeah. maybe a national series. I might yeah. lie about that, but, but besides that and ultras, I don't taper. Okay, cool. And, um, my, my other question was that with all your training and everything, do you follow a certain plan or do you have a coach or is it all stuff that you learned throughout the years and implemented and researched I would, and all that? I would love to find a coach that would suit my needs a little bit uh, differently. It, it's a little bit tougher when we get to ultras, I think, in terms of um, availability of knowledge because uh, a lot of times you're going to the extent of that person's physicality. Yeah. And uh, to get someone to train for that can be a bit different. I've always been open to suggestions or any coaches to give me some idea right now. I'm kind of still doing this on my own. I've had some major advice from uh, guys like Michael Mark over at uh, FitLink and obstacle edge. He's been really nice to me about uh, helping me get uh, uh, some sort of plan set up. So I'm not completely out of my realm, yeah. um, but it's so weird how it, the ultra community is so nice to each other. Uh, for example, I ran against Chris Mendoza once, and then afterwards, I, uh, I he beat me. There's no question he beat me, but, but I actually got second to him. And then I asked him later on Instagram or something for some help. He was so open. It's just yeah. nice to hear that all these people are like very much like it doesn't matter what walk of life you are. Yeah, I'll help you out. It was just yeah. nice to hear that. That's that's what I love about the OCR community. We're just all open and we all uh, love. Yeah, to nobody. It's just like we just want you to do your best. Exactly. <laughs> it's nothing crazy. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned uh, a crazy amount of races for 2019. Uh, were they? Uh, and you also mentioned that you you stopped doing um, for Spartans at least the elite. So all those races are an age group, even the shorter ones and all that. Uh, all or my shorter up? ones will be for age group this year with Spartan, and I will be running elite for Bone Frog and. Um, uh, tough mutter if they have. I really hope they do. Yeah. I, I'm sorry if I say that again. But I mean, really no. Yeah, for sure. I, but um, I do actually. Sense. Oh yeah, I, I just like all the race companies. To be honest, yeah. I um, uh, I do plan to run extra laps to open though with friends. I, I I know this sounds crazy. I know open is just open, but there are a lot of people that are also competitive in it. Yeah. And yeah. those guys actually pushed me to be a lot better, and it's it's weird how those were the people that made me want to, they're like, you need to go to the next level. You need to 
couple of them jokingly say, you better run elite for all your ultras, not age group, but run elite. You're that good. I'm like, I don't know about all that. But those were the guys that forced me to get better. And yeah. it's really nice. That, that, and we all know there's some people that are going to cut course and cheat and do all these bad things. But in essence, there are a group of people that really try and they push others. And that, that's yeah, a good thing. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, so what, what right now, what does your 2020 look like in, in, so you have your first, is your first race this weekend? Actually, I had a bone frog in January. Um, okay. I got first place in that oh, one, congrats. but that was endurance. Okay. <laughs> All the endurance ones, I, I feel like I have a, a fighting chance. Um, this weekend I've got Jacksonville. Uh, it's the national series. Yeah. Uh, whenever you put this out here, but, uh, I am going to run age group in that, uh, and then the following weekend, I've got uh, another bone frog, uh, also in the Orlando area. It not, I think it's Sorrento, Florida, whatever. But, okay. um, but that one I'm planning to do endurance as well. Uh, I just, uh, I really do enjoy that that moment of pushing to to the limit. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't you don't really have an off season per se since you start racing maybe like in January till yeah December. Uh, I, I would say that I, I'm not trying to make fun of my January and December races. I, I just don't take them as serious. Well, they're, they're your I, off I, races. They're just yeah, like a training yeah, day for Exactly. You. I, this past year, I told myself after Tough Mudder was over, World, World's Toughest was over, um, Spartans Championship is gone. Uh, World's Toughest is gone. There's no other real championships. I kind of just, whatever races I did, I'm like, ah, I, I'm not going to kill myself to get ready. But, yeah, I'm going to stay in shape. Like, like I, I don't want to act like I did nothing. But, yeah, but yeah cool. I wasn't concerned. Cool. Um, are you planning on, have you ever been outside of the U.S. Uh, for Not recently? yet. And I'm working on my passport as we speak because okay. I actually want to come up to your neck of the woods in Canada. I've nice. heard a couple of the venues up there are amazing. Yes, they are. And... <laughs> I also, I am so intrigued when I saw the ultra schedule that there are some very pretty places that Spartan has put up. Granted, uh, it might be, you know, once one bucket list venue a year, I would love to go to Sparta and yeah, Sparta sure. Greece and do their trifecta. I, th there's a lot of things that I definitely need my passport for. And I, I'm excited to hopefully make that very soon happen. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, and for sure. If ever you come to uh, to up the great up north and the site of the world, absolutely. Races, I'm jealous of a couple of y'all's venues, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're and, fun. yeah, they they have some really awesome ones, and especially now, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, before we were uh, Spartan Canada was ran out from a different division of Spartan. Yes. So now now Spartan US took over, so it's just gonna be like a, a notch above what we've already had and it was already really cool what we had. So I can't wait for like my first race of the season. And it's going to be awesome. Them, yeah. <laughs> uh, any uh, key or a races for 2020 that you have uh, already on my mindset? I, I do want to participate in all the uh, national series for Spartan, of course, but there's been a rumor. It's not been confirmed. I can't wait till it's figured out either way, but if they do come up with an ultra series for Spartan, I plan to run every one of those as hard as I can. That that that's cool. a big deal to me. Um, with Bone Frog, they uh they've been so nice. Like that whole company's just been really nice to me and my family. Even um, I do appreciate they run endurance events. I that would be heavy on my list as well. If World's Toughest comes back, heck yeah, I, I can't yeah. help it. I got to do it. <laughs> and so, uh, quite like what happens if one of these events fall on the same day? Which one would you prioritize over the other? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Um, that's, that's tough. It would end up being more on the location and what's easier to get to, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, actually, that, that, that has a lot to do with that. At that point, it would be more like a logistically what would work best and also which one my uh, family could come to. That, that means a lot to me. Uh, uh, if my father can attend, I, I want him to. And that's that, really that cool actually that takes – Oh, yeah, yeah. That takes precedence, really. I mean – uh, it's funny. He's he'll he'll always be my biggest fan, and I'm always his. It's kind of weird, but yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And how many races a year does he does he attend? Almost all of them, or? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say. I mean, he do, he does a he does go to a lot. Any of the uh, uh, anything that has a lap uh, a lap transition, he will he tries to make sure. And even if it's just to cheer me on to say, hey, keep going for another one, or physically literally say hey take your gels go you know th this kind of stuff um 
it's uh, th those I, I do like to have him around. Um, on multi-lap races like uh, Tough Mudder and Bonefrog, he is a great deal of help. Like, it, sure. it, it is ridiculous. You, you start to lose your mind. You're not thinking right. You can have everything labeled. Like, I was supposed to take this, that, and the other, and you forget. You need someone to tell you, hey, take this. Go yeah. take this and go. Awesome. Have you ever had a bad race experience? that yes <laughs> yes like i mean we, multiple or like one like, oh a few yeah a few um god okay well screw it let's see here uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh my first world's toughest uh at mile 80 i got to mile 80 and i remember i came in and i had mixed up um some of my supplements and I think I had took something that made me sleepy. Oh, like shit. we were at the end of the bottles and stuff. And that last tab I took, I was like, I don't know what this is. I mean, I was running fine. I was physically moving. There. Yeah. So I was like, guys, I'm out of it. I didn't know if it was a blood sugar or what. I lost it. So that was an experience. And then this past year at uh, Toughest Minnesota, I blew out my cap. Like I actually tore my cap and decided to finish that lap. I'm like, oh, I feel fine. It'll be okay. I just pulled something. We get off the plane on the way home. I can't walk. Like, I'm like, I have been so much trouble. My dumb butt decided to run on that again in two weeks in Utah at first wow. race, thinking it was fine. I totally tore the thing. It took me wow. six weeks to heal, but it was funny. Wow. So I laughed about that. The, re the, the reason I'm asking that is because uh, I find that uh, for a lot of people that are healthy and are fit and are doing uh, either uh, uh, marathons or anything physical in a race uh, perspective, uh, we, we get thrown a lot of curveballs at races. We get thrown a lot of bad races, a lot of stuff. But we always end up finding a way to uh, overcome that challenges that are in front of us. Yeah. I, I also find that because we have that mentality of overcoming challenges, uh, we also take that into the real world. And uh, when a challenge is in front of us in the real world, uh, financial, uh, whatever you want to call it, we know we, we can look at it differently than most people do. And I want to talk to you about a bit about that. How do you feel that uh, being healthy, being fit and doing these crazy races helps you with your day to day uh, challenges and all that? Well, frankly, it's amazing to think that you could take anything as simple as something for fun like OCR and bring it into your daily routine. And some people think, what are you talking about? The amount of discipline that I took to get myself in shape, I can actually use that to get my life organized. It, exactly. It's amazing. If I have one thing to do that day, I'll just do that one thing. If I have a thousand things to do that day, I'll find a way. I might be exhausted, but I get it done. And just having that discipline, having that thought process of saying, we can do this. It doesn't matter what it is. Heck, when I was in college, I know you did this too. Everyone did. If you had $5, you could stretch $5 for four days if you had to. Yeah. When you had yeah. $500, it was gone in four days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same amount of time until you got yeah. the next set of money. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, what's in front of us, we can find a way to make it work. It's just yeah. that you have to realize and not give up. Gosh, That's yeah, that. definitely not give up at all. I like that. I like that. And uh, where would you find, where do, where do you find your motivation? What motivates you and where do you find it for, to keep you on this path of uh, running, training, working, uh, racing and all that? Because you do need a lot of motivation for those mornings to wake up and go do your runs for after work, after a busy day to go into yeah. the gym. And so where, where does that motivation come from? Mostly family first, but I, I mean, I, I don't even mind saying that, like, I know that's kind of an easy answer for some people. Hey, it's family, but definitely my family. But there's a moment when um, I ran my first, uh, that first 24-hour race, and it's the middle of the night, it's freezing, everyone was iced over, and I was running alone, and I sat there for a second, I'm like, I'm still out here. And I started to think, I've been out there by myself on many things in my life. It wasn't that bad. It was tough for that minute, but I was able to push through, so... A lot of times I think we find self-motivation when you're forced to. It's like, I'm still here. We're, we're, we're okay. It's, I mean, today's rough. Hopefully tomorrow will be easier, but we're still here. <laughs> it's yeah, not that sure. bad. For sure. Cool. So we have a, a, a little uh, segment uh, on the podcast that we do. It's called the three tips uh, segment. And it's three tips that you would give 
to our listeners to help them stay on the path of uh, being healthy, being fit, training and all that, or get on the path to becoming uh, healthy and fit and change your life. So what would be these three tips that you would give our uh, audience? First would be finding achievable goals. There, there's no shame in saying that, yes, your ultimate goal might be, I want to lose 100 pounds, something, something crazy like that, which is great. Yeah. Make sure you're saying, I'm losing three this month, maybe two the next, whatever it is. Got to find achievable goals. Because if you put yourself in a situation where it's something you can't get to, you'll get discouraged. And that's the worst thing. You don't want to get discouraged. You want to find a way to encourage everything. Um, I always think having fun is huge. If you can't have fun at it, you're not, you're not going to get there. And let's see here, a third one. Oh, of course. Uh, just learning how to plan and be disciplined about what your goals are. If you, if you can plan out your means of getting it done, that's fine. I used to be the worst about even something as cooking breakfast. And now I make sure every morning, hey, take those extra 15 minutes, make sure you're up and put that on there. You know, make sure you do everything the right way. I don't think it's that hard anymore. It used to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, it was really, those, were, those are really cool three uh, tips. And, and I like how they sort of all mesh together around the, the aspect of goals and of doing what you want, what you love. Like you said, have fun Thanks. with it. Because uh, if you have a goal, you might say, oh, that's the right goal for myself. But then you realize you're not having fun and you'll still chase that goal. But then you won't be happy at the end result. No, it becomes and, too uh, much work and not Exactly. It becomes work and doesn't become fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Akash, it was awesome talking to you. And before we uh, close out, uh, if people want to reach you on uh, social media, what would be the best way to do so? Um, I, I would actually say uh, my Instagram is probably the best. Uh, and that is at uh, Spartan Garg, G-A-R-G. That's my last name on the end of Spartan there. Nice. And uh, I, I've seen your Instagram, so you are very active. So it's really cool that you are shows. Uh, how uh, how many races and everything you do? It's really really cool, and I think a lot of people could, uh, if they start following you, they'll get a lot of inspiration uh, to either jump into the OCR scene or just start lifting some weights uh, because it's really cool to see. So I just want to thank you uh, so much for being on the show. I don't know if you have any last uh, words to the audience that you want to say, or I hope I get to see everyone at a race soon. And if you do <laughs> see me out there, say hey. That's it. I mean, I I, I love having company out there. It's always a good time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And everyone out there, keep living strong. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Living Strong Podcast. If you guys enjoyed what you heard and want to share this podcast with the world, there's two things you could do. You can leave us a review so we get a bigger reach and it will help us out so much. And you can leave that on iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Or you could share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much, guys. Keep living strong. Thank you for listening and being part of the Living Strong podcast. Till next time, keep living strong.